Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Honestly, like, I don't really have a huge, like, a big solution other than go work for yourself instead of other people and try to limit communication as much as possible. <laughs> really smart. Really nice advice. Yeah. This is great, right? Just, like... Don't work in teams. Just pull yourself out pull yourself of the out population. Of the, yeah. Good. Yeah. And then only um, communicate through a camera after you're comfortable with what you said. Love it. Yeah. Really good advice. Really solid, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I operate now. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, buddy. Crypto King here. And normally we would put a lot more space in between our Ask Us Anything episodes. However, I just didn't want it to get as behind as it has been in the past. Because yes, sometimes it's it gotten gets very, like very behind. three months behind. And I just don't want people to feel like we're ignoring them or not wanting to answer their questions. So. Same. We also do bonus episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You called Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark. Um, so all kinds of stuff for you to check out over there if you want to. But first, we are going to get to these questions. Are we ready? Let's go. Okay. So this first one comes from Patreon and it's titled Yummy. Let me see if they want to be anonymous first. Mm, it doesn't say. I just won't say the name yet. So hi, Nikki and Steve. I couldn't find the secret headline word for Patreon questions, so I made my own. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yummy i like i like it uh that's in reference to another ask us anything episode yes, yes. where i go over my vocal yes exercises well steve made me and his favorite part of it is i say yummy you don't say yummy like that though i say yummy yeah that's the best part i didn't do it today so sorry if my voice sucks it's off probably sucks it's right off. um so, okay. I've been a fan of both of you for many years. I came across the two of you through watching JK News. I was instantly a fan. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you. You both are hilarious, witty, emotionally intelligent, and quite frankly, have been my role models through my 20s. I'm 29 now. Holy moly. Wowza. We're that. We've been around that long. Yeah, oh think about it. Oh my God. Well, I need a break. Yeah. True. I need to sip this drink really quick. I mean, if you think about it, like we've been on the tubes for over a decade. Yeah, I started in 2007. Anyway, Same. crazy that I'm still 21. <laughs> anyway, Crypto King, thanks you. Thanks to you, I first bought Luna at $5. So oh, needless shit, yeah. to say, you two have impacted my life in the best ways possible. What's it at right now? $92. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. I could go on all day with compliments, but I'm trying to get this email concise. Thank you. I need some advice in regards to how to better handle my emotions when it comes to expressing myself. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I'm a Pisces. Yeah, it totally does. And I'm very emotional and mostly introverted. I've always been a really I've always been really bad at communicating how I feel, especially if I feel really hurt by somebody else. 
and I tend to bottle those emotions and be very passive aggressive. I could give someone, i.e. my husband, the silent treatment for weeks if I had to. Holy shit. Not healthy. I know. I can't do it. She's so petty. I love I, it. I like I I've tried giving the silent treatment just because like other people yeah, have done it's it. It's fun. I can't fucking do it. I yeah. need to tell you what's on my mind like immediately. Yep, I know. I'm more. <laughs> um Part of the reason I, why I don't like to open up is because I can't even get a sentence in without crying. I totally feel that. Yeah. Then I feel dumb about crying and not being able to get my point across clearly and I get frustrated with myself too. Literally any moment where I have to communicate and be even the slightest bit vulnerable, I start to cry and I find myself having superficial convos with a lot of people to avoid this. My husband is very understanding, gives amazing advice and is my safe space, but I still struggle opening up. Any advice on how I can work on this? Thank you. Therapy. Uh, Therapy. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean... I haven't been able to find a solution to it yet. It's just something you got to work on every day. Really. It's just part of you. It's part of your natural um, reflex. Yeah. So you have to work on, on it like it, like you have to practice. You know what I mean? But therapy for sure. Yeah. I think um, if I, if something's like coming up in the heat of the moment with not Steve, like somebody else, I have to try really, really hard to, like, I'll go to the bathroom if I have to, like to, to mask. Dis, well, to dissociate from mm. the emotion and just focus on the facts. And I even have to sometimes make a bullet list on my phone just so I can like visually just see just the facts that I want to say in, instead of like, because otherwise I just get emotional. And then the more I can't communicate what I'm trying to say, the more emotional I get. And then I'm just like, I totally feel dumb too. And it sucks. It sucks because like, you know what you want to say. And then you go home later and you're like, why the fuck can I just say that? And it gets so frustrating because your emotions like take over your body. And we are very emotional creatures, but some are more emotional than others. And it's just not fair because it's probably like 25% of us that are just like intensely emotional and it just takes over. And it's not that we can't think logically. It's just that we can't articulate it when it, we're that emotional. And, and so, yeah, I find just like, like really just like taking a breath, like fucking calming down as much as possible. Sometimes it's not possible. And sometimes you're just going to have to call that person back, you know, or say like, hey, I got to go. Like, actually, let's talk about this later. Let's put a pin in it. So whatever you got to say to like get out of there. But um, if I can, I will go to the bathroom, try to dissociate from the emotion of it and just list out what points I'm trying to make. Yeah. And then I will, if, even if I have to, I don't know, depending on how close I am to the person, maybe I'll just read it from the thing and be like, and I just tell them like, hey, sorry, I just don't want this to get heated. Here are some things that I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't know. I've said, I've My done mother's that like this yeah. too. So I'm very used to it growing up around it. She would always get very frustrated at her emotions taking over a conversation instead of her intentions. Yeah, it fucking sucks because it's like once you start crying, depending on the person you're talking to, they just use that against you. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't have your back, then that's exactly. That's a little bit, yeah. So you, yeah, just like you, you're, my husband's the only person I feel like safe with. Even my family like does never understood that. Never yeah. understood me when I would just like get emotional about something. They they would think I'm being dramatic, which makes me even more sad because I'm not trying to be dramatic. I know, like at all. Like and even Steve has said that like sometimes my volume goes up and it's like, I can't control the volume coming out of my mouth. It's like, it's, it's like the, all the emotion pushes my voice up to like, this, and you don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. And so it sucks. Like it really fucking sucks. And I totally relate to this because it's not even like, 
I don't know. It's like the other person can't even ever understand unless they go through the same thing, which they won't. They don't process emotions that way. That's so. probably the only time I actually get pissed at Nikki. And I'll do like a little silent protest. Like I'm not talking to her for like 30 <laughs> minutes or something. She won't even know that I'm not talking to her either. <laughs> but like it's when she snaps at me, but she doesn't even know that she snapped at me. I'm like, whatever, dude. But like because she doesn't know, <laughs> like it's really stupid for me to even like go up to her and be like, hey, don't snap at me. Because she actually doesn't even know that she did. So it's all good. If if she does like if she does actually snap at me and she knows it, then that's yeah, different. That's... We'll have a conversation about it. But but like when the times where she doesn't even know and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's usually because i can't like my thoughts are so like in a spiral and then you like come in and i don't even know what you're saying and yep. so i'm like i don't know whatever and whatever, then i'm trying to get back like, to whatever, like yeah. to what i was thinking about yeah. and i don't even mean to like snap at you but then in hindsight when you when you bring it up i'm like i'm yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean like it's come off that way it's like my brain can't even process like, what you're saying yeah it's all good <laughs> yeah it's anyway, fun. yeah, it sucks. Honestly, like, I don't really have a huge, like, a big solution other than go work for yourself instead of other people and try to limit communication as much as possible. <laughs> really smart. Really nice advice. Yeah. This is great, right? Just, like... Don't work in teams. Just pull yourself out pull yourself of the out population. Of the, yeah. Good. Yeah. And then only um, communicate through a camera after you're comfortable with what you said. Love it. Yeah. Really good advice. Really solid, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I operate now. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's the only thing I've been able to do is just like learn how to not blow up in the moment. You're very good at that like, now. To go and like try to calm down and, com- and compose my thoughts into and separate myself emotionally. But sometimes it's just not possible. One so of the things, this is really kind of unrelated, but one of the things that I always find that you do that is very odd, mm. um, but you're probably doing something like this, is sometimes like, I don't know, dude. I'll go outside or I'll go to the garage and I'll see Nikki's been sitting in the fucking garage for like, I don't even know how long. That's true. And I'm like, I didn't even know, she, A, that she was home. <laughs> B, I'm the car just, is not even making that crinkling sound. I'm in, the, like, I'm in the car, like not just yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, in the garage no, no, randomly. Yeah. But she, the car is ma- not even making that crinkling sound, which means you've been there <laughs> for a minute. And like, yeah, you've done this for years, like ever since we yeah. got together even. But you, yeah, sometimes you get home from somewhere and you have to like process your shit. Yeah, it's not even an emotional thing. With that one, it's like just a change in environment. Honestly, I just like, sometimes I just don't want to change my environment. <laughs> I've already been in the car for an hour because usually before we were lived in LA and so there's traffic and so I've already been in the car for an hour. I just don't want to change my environment. <laughs> so you're just sitting there? So yeah, I'll just sit there. I'll continue listening to my music, scrolling through social media until I feel like, Okay, I'm okay with reprocessing a new room. <laughs> Dude, that is so weird. I know. You're like a fucking fish going into a new tank. Mm-hmm. You have to put the bag in and let it wait for a little bit. Yeah, I have to like almost acclimate. mentally, pre- yeah, exactly, acclimate and mentally prepare myself. That's why I can't do spur of the moment plans either. Like when people are like, hey, what are you guys doing right now? I want to go out to dinner? I'm like, I didn't prepare for this like at all mentally and like I just can't adjust the schedule I prepared in my head. Yeah. I de facto tell people no dice on that. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring it to you to stress you out. No, you have to give me at least 24 hours. Yes. I cannot do it. And the times I've tried, I'm so um, full of anxiety the entire time. It's not even fun, yeah. Yeah, it's not not fun for me and I'm just pretending the whole time to have a good time. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. 
just I guess pick your try to excuse yourself it's not even like it's annoying because it's like not even it shouldn't even be not normal to to do to have emotions but because that's how society operates and you're just going to beat yourself up and feel embarrassed later you just have to do that true good luck patron rooting for you out there we're rooting for you let me know if you if you've tried any new tactics and i mean maybe i I mean maybe i could use your help because for real (laughs) i don't know the other day my aces got cracked for the fifth time and i had to go to the bathroom and cry a little bit and then go back to the table and pawn noobs (laughs) <laughs> all right next we have a patreon update okay. okay so this one's not a question but it's an update uh it's titled update autism and more okay interesting hey nikki and steve this is milan from patreon hi milan hello milan. no need for anonymity cool nice let your milan flag fly I'd be shocked if you remember this, but I wrote to you guys about entrepreneurship almost two years ago, which was featured on episode number 117. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. I can't believe episode 117 was two years ago. I can't do it. Well, it's been very eventful two years, a very eventful two years, and I wanted to share some of the things I learned with you guys and your, uh, with you guys and your audience. This isn't a question per se, but I am curious about what you guys think about what I've learned and if you agree or disagree with anything I have to say. This is like, a... your advice ruined my life. <laughs> No, imagine. Okay, this is a little long. It is a little long. Are you okay with that? Go for it. Okay, fair warning. I edited it for brevity, but still. First, some compliments. Nikki, your honesty and candor has done so much for me in terms of helping me be nicer to myself and helping me with taking women off a pedestal, realizing they are more like me than not. Oh, that's awesome. You're also gorgeous and funny and creative and more, and I'm not sure if my boner can take it, so I might not be able to watch any more episodes. Sorry. That's not... That's an inside joke. If the, if you are new, I frequently ask yes. if people have boners when I do things like He's clean not my being openly clean my house, yes. <laughs> or if I if I put the dishes away, I'll ask if they got a boner about it. Yeah. So, uh, it's very sexual. I honestly, but clearly, Steve, it's inspiring as an as a young man getting old though almost twenty seven. Holy shit, you're so old. You're old, bud. To see someone who's so emotionally secure with himself and positive to those around him. You're also super funny and insightful. Oh my gosh. Thanks, bro. And of course, thanks to you, I made about 20K in the crypto market during this last bull run. Good job, brother. Which is over, by the way, winky face. Uh, Exactly. It's (laughs) over. That's That's a crypto corner meme that we have. Now let's get to the meat of this. First thing, in large part due to you, Nikki, I have discovered that I'm autistic. I'm definitely on the higher end of the spectrum, hence why I was never diagnosed as a kid, but I resonated so much with the experiences of you and some other autistic individuals across my recollection of my entire life. I've always been wary of labels because they can be limiting, but I've learned this I've learned through this process that a little bit of labeling can really help you to learn about yourself, at least for me. I've always felt like I needed to change so much about myself, but going through this journey has allowed me to let go of that and better accept myself and all of my quirks. It sounded to me like your journey, Nikki, taught you a similar lesson. Abso-fucking-lutely. That's what I think that me sitting in the car and not being able to process a new environment, I think has something to do with being on the spectrum. And before, I would just beat myself up from being so weird. But then after like realizing that a lot of the, the quirks that I have, that people are like, it's so quirky, were actually just symptoms of being on the spectrum. And it made me feel so like relieved, like like I wasn't a you can embrace broken. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It helped me accept myself more rather than like feeling just like a broken person that like is everyone else gets it and I don't get it. Yeah. You know? Yep. 
Uh, second, in the last year, I've lost about 50 pounds. Oh my God, good, good for job. you. Good job, wow. Weight has always been a big personal issue for me, especially as an adult, and I think I finally cracked the code, at least for me. I'm attaching a before and after for you guys so you have a visual, <laughs> but the thing I learned is actually really quite simple. I just stopped caring. I stopped caring if I lost or gained or if I lost or gained weight and focused instead on trying to love and appreciate my body for what it is today. That's a, oh my god, that. yes, that is the key. Since then, I ended up changing my dietary habits, but the crazy thing was that it was totally unconscious. I just started eating a more healthy amount of food and my body responded without any conscious effort. I feel That's this crazy. on a spirit level. I think we're actually, we share a soul. Um, <laughs> through this process, I've come to an understanding that your body is incredible. And what you really want to do is just clear the roadblocks and get out of your body's way. If you focus on keeping a healthy mind slash perspective and not trying to control your body, I feel like your body will naturally trend towards a healthy place that it wants to be at. Curious what you guys think about that. And if that resonates with you. Absolutely. Does. I don't think it resonates with Nikki at all. We've talked about how stress, how like, oh, yeah, that's the big how one. that actually impacts so much. And um, not just like recognizing that your body is incredible and stuff and um, and it like nat naturally like doing its thing when you let it. But I think this also ties into the emotion thing. I suppressed my emotions for so long because it's not acceptable socially. And also I got yelled at a lot of, as a kid for expressing emotions as intensely, quote unquote, as mm -hmm, I do, mm -hmm. which is just literally crying because that was my only coping mechanism mm -hmm. that I developed as a, as a baby. Um, but which now. is what I learned through therapy is that like, that's what happens. Like you just develop whatever through being a baby. And then those are the only tools you have. And so if someone's yelling at you and like, you just don't have any other tools. So anyway, I used to beat myself up about being emotional all the time, but then like, same with weight loss and gain and stress and all that stuff. Like just letting my body cry when I needs to cry for whatever reason and not judging it has been immensely helpful yeah. for my m mental well-being, like mental health wise, which then you know, they say your, your stomach, uh, your gut and your brain are like your gut is your second brain. So like when you're emotionally cleared and healthy and you're mentally cleared and healthy, you, you're physically, you physically start being more healthy too and i feel like since we moved to vegas i've felt the most free and like i lost 10 pounds without even i'm not even on any kind of exercise programs or trying to eat crazy healthy i actually just ate like an entire pizza yesterday and that's all i ate you sure did. um but like <laughs> and i'm not saying to do that i'm not saying that like that's healthy but i'm just saying that like i there are times in my life when i would have stressed about that and i don't even stress about that anymore and i think a lot of it is just like acceptance i love it yeah i agree um for me it's just i oh boy i don't think about i mean i completely agree with everything that's being said yeah just don't think about it so, yeah i mean yeah. i i've only thought about it because i self-analyze like whoa i just lost like 10 pounds but when i've been trying to lose 10 pounds i never mm. do like what's the dif difference and i go back and i look at the variables and you know i have a habit tracker and all that stuff um and I think the biggest difference has been stress and um, I think so too for allowing, you for sure. Yeah. And and I'm not saying like I eat a pizza every day and like no, I can do whatever I want, bro, and like I just fucking crush it. No. I'm just saying that like when you feel good about yourself and you accept yourself, you just like Milan says, you start naturally like wanting to eat healthy things. Like you're just naturally craving like I'll crave broccoli and like wanting to meal prep soba noodles. Sure. Like I'll just I just want to naturally to feed my body sustenance yeah that's what i've been doing like a motherfucker lately dude it's just like like nikki had pizza yesterday i had a salad no big deal yeah you know what i mean it's just like
every time that it's like, you know, I could eat bad, I'm just like, nah. I'm and I don't gonna. really drink anymore. Yeah, that's true. You don't. Like, uh, like maybe once a once week a, or yeah, once barely. every other week. Uh, like probably every two weeks. Because I just realized I love how my brain operates quicker without mm. drinking. And and it's not just the night I'm drinking. It's like the next two days it operates slower. That makes sense. Yeah. You're less foggy. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, health-wise, your body can't burn the fat until it burns off the alcohol. So it's, yeah, it slows down things there. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it is a poison. I'm not against drinking, but um, I mean, all drugs are poison. Yeah, dude. So, and uh, obviously I still drink caffeine, so it's not even like I'm a straight edge. <laughs> no. But yeah, I just noticed that like, yeah, the more that I've been like, I like the way I think mm -hmm. when I don't drink, I just drank a lot less. Um, finally, we get into relationships. You guys get a lot of relationship questions, and I wanted to offer a slightly different perspective. Oh, I like different perspectives. Very good. As mentioned earlier, I'm approaching 27. Probably will be 27 by the time this episode goes up. If you guys pick my email, let us know. Or are you a an Aries? And as of right now, I have never been in a relationship. These past few years have been chock full of self-reflection and development. And thankfully, I've had the resources to buy coaching and therapy to help me. That's so awesome. It's really good. And my perspective on women and relationships has, has drastically changed. First of all, I'm no longer judging myself for not having some experiences and realize that everyone comes to each aspect of our lives at different times. I may never have had a relationship, but in other areas like my career and passions, I'm considerably further ahead of of many of my peers. I came to those things earlier, and while I used to take them for granted and not feel like it was that special, I realized that these are worth being grateful for too. Yeah. Second, anything you want in life, you need to make some effort to get there. But the key thing is that now I'm not worried about the outcome. Rather, I'm focusing on the foundations, loving myself enough that I would accept it when someone says that they want to love me too, making progress in my life in the areas that come easier to help pushing me for pushing forward in times when it's too hard to try with something more difficult like romance, and just trying to keep my own garden well tended, metaphorically speaking. That's awesome. Um, yeah, d focusing on the outcome is the worst thing. You got to have an outcome in mind but yeah. then just focus on the actions and like in the process i'm you know you guys know me i love football cliches but you know get one percent better every day mm -hmm. and that's pretty solid way of looking at every day like it's pretty low stress too it's like i get one percent better today all right yeah you know what i mean i think again i think i pitched this book too much but atomic habits by james clear is all about that just getting like one percent better each day by by changing your habits and as you change your habits you'll just hit your goal without realizing it mm. rather than like working super hard trying to freaking hit this goal. It's like, no, just change like a little every day to being the person you want to be. And then over time it compounds. It's like an investment. Yes. You put it, you don't put in 50,000 and get a million dollars the next day. It's like over time. Yeah. I could talk about entrepreneurship stuff too. Oh, this is part of the email. So I'm sorry, this is me transitioning back uh i could talk about entrepreneurship stuff too but this is already quite long and i i'll do a separate update for that if you guys are interested working on stuff i'm really excited about thanks for reading thanks for listening and thanks for being you milan milan thank right you on, so milan. much we for know writing milan. milan we talk to milan all yeah. the time in the discord freaking awesome thanks milan rock on i'm so happy for all of these uh, epiphanies that you've gone through and it's funny because i've said this and it was said to me first by um what's his freaking name What's the guy that in Swingers? He's a director. He's in Favreau. Chef. Yeah, John Favreau said this to me, not just That's to me. That's a really cool name drop, by the way. 
Well, I was in a YouTube screening of his movie Chef, and he was there, and it was like 15 of us. And he was talking about how if you're under 26, like, don't fucking worry about... I mean, you're going to stress and stuff, but, like, your life is just going to be completely different after 26. Like, 26 is when you start to become the adult version of who you are. Mm. And I think I've found it to be so true with not only me, but everyone I know. 25, this is me, not John Favreau. I've always said that 25 is the worst, the year, worst year for every fucking yeah. buddy. And it, actually, I've heard in some countries they let you take a gap year at 25 wow. because they know it's just bad. I don't know why that is. I don't know why and I, it's not even it's just on average 25 is the worst year for everybody so your life falls apart at 25 and then 26 is like when it starts building back up when it's still you put the pieces back together or you don't or you for the rest of your life lament about how your life fell apart at 25 whoa yeah but you don't have to do that you can just put the pieces together you're not too old 26 is also when you, you're like i'm too old i'm pushing 30 and i haven't done anything with my life yet yeah, but not you're just nonsense. not like nobody fucking knows what they're doing yet you're you start over at 26 trust dude and brian so, cranston didn't make it till he's like in his 40s yeah you just don't know there's so many stories there's so like much that shit yeah going on yeah and you can always like people always think they're too old to start something new and it's so not true you're only you're it's just your mindset blocking you from starting mm -hmm. something new you can always start something new and become successful at it yeah so yeah 27 that's a ripe age you're coming into your own i think that's really great milan i'm so happy for you so thank you for writing to us yeah less less i can't because out there please yeah i mean everybody gets dealt different cards there's so many people like that got dealt better cards and obviously yeah they they started at an advantage mm -hmm. but it does not mean that you can't achieve things that you want to achieve there's so many there's so much information out there too now like there used to be a block in information like you had to pay for higher education to get a certain amount of knowledge and information but now we're in an era where there's a fuck ton of free information obviously check your sources but you can learn how to do pretty much anything. Dude, Nikki was wiring chandeliers because of YouTube videos, <laughs> yeah. but like it's real. <laughs> and I, I mean, I watched like five different videos to make sure that they all lined up and like I, they were all saying the same thing before I yeah, tried it. Good. So that's what I like to do. Um, but I also like once I get into something for free, like where I like do a bunch of research and try something for free, if I'm really interested in it, then I'll pay for a course to like dive deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I just think that you should, I truly believe in continued ed education, but not just in a sense of college and like after high school, but like lifelong, mm -hmm. always continuing to learn new things all the time. I think it's stimulating. I think that's how your brain doesn't deteriorate uh, mentally. Um, I don't know. I just think that sometimes people get caught up like in their humdrum day-to-day -day life. Like that's all it's ever going to be forever. And it really doesn't have to be. Like you can constantly be learning new things and there's just a whole world of information and knowledge and skills out there i think it's fun yep and uh yeah th thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> all right um we're gonna go on a break but when we come back we have non-patreon questions to answer nice is that juicy is a very juicy, juicy cliffhanger very i was nice. gonna try to answer one more but 
I feel like we should go on a break. Yeah, we'll, we will. And then we'll, the second half will be juicier. We'll be right back. Way juicier. You definitely want to come back for the second half. Yeah, you can't miss it. Talk about Steve's dick. We don't. Why would we do that? Just trying to give him a cliffhanger. Oh. Maybe we do. Talk about Nikki's butt. Don't look at it. I look at it. I might show it. <laughs> come back. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, we're back. Did you see my butt? I saw it. All right, cool. I'm glad everybody's happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's the only time I've ever shown it. So you're welcome. It was good. It was and good uh, next up, we have the title, I Feel So Alone, Please Read. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry We're already. Skip this one. <laughs> Imagine. So mean. It's <laughs> like so. Especially if we like leave it in. We're like we leave in the, us reading the yeah, title yeah, yeah, and no, then. We move on. Ooh, that's good. Uh, so no. no we're okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I adore shit they don't tell you, and I really want to thank you both for what you do. I get so excited when I see a new episode, and it really feels like a safe little community. I feel that way too. Yeah, I'm so I, I just feel so grateful for our particular audience. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people, you know, you want a podcast to get really big, or you want your show, or your whatever your channel, or whatever it is, like to get really big. But I've found I've I've been on big channels. I've been part of big shows, and I just way rather prefer my own little small channel in our little community and like i just like the intimate intimacy and like i like that everybody's so fucking chill like they're so yes. chill to each other and like chill to i don't know i just love you guys i really do um anyway i don't have anyone to reach out to and the last few days have been really difficult i don't have a direct question to ask you guys if it's okay with you i was hoping that maybe you could just read this and it'll be like i'm venting to someone close to some close friends or my older sister and her husband okay no bigs all right sometimes i just say this to steve i'm like just let me vent that's very true i don't want you to say anything after i just want to vent to you and then pretend this didn't happen and sometimes like today she just calls in my lap and says i'm a baby and i'm like all right (laughs) i did do that (laughs) yeah yeah, and then I took a nap, and then you scared me, and then I got in a bad mood because I didn't feel cute. <laughs> Dude. I'm fine now. I, I like how I scared you just by walking into a room. Yeah, but I did that sometimes to you, and you get yeah, mad at me. You do. Well, I don't get mad at you for long. I'm just in, in that moment, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Same. That's what happened. Yeah. And it was right after I woke up, so I didn't even process like human beings. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you felt ugly after that, I imagine how I felt. You saw me, and you were like, holy <laughs> fuck <laughs> shit. <laughs> true yeah you're pretty ugly thank you but now you look good thank you okay so here we go for some background i am a 25 year old female oh what did i say there it is what did i say confirmation bias i hope you listen to the first half of this episode yep miss anonymous well i don't know if you want to be anonymous but you're anonymous now um i'm a 25 year old female married for four years two kids one together my husband had a three-year-old when we met i was uh 20 when Four years, two kids. Okay, one they had together, and then the husband had one before 
they got, got together. Okay. I was 20 when me and my husband met. And from that moment, it was a constant state of growth for both of us. We have always had something going on. I went from graduating high school to being a stepmom, getting my first degree, getting married, buying a home, taking care of said home, switching jobs, starting nursing school and having a baby during the pandemic, all while working, all while working a full-time job and everything that happens in between. It was beautiful. We accomplished goal after goal after goal. I've always wanted a family. That is awesome. Wow. Okay. Where's the other shoe going to drop? Oh. Okay. I'm halfway through a nursing program that I've always wanted to pursue. And a few weeks ago, I had found out through a fellow student that our nursing school is shutting down. After a few days of trying to get a hold of anyone, of anyone I could, I was told it was true and no one could move forward. Halfway through and $25,000 in student loans already, already used with nothing to show. No other nursing school accepts my credits, so I have to start from scratch. Oh, oh no. I was devastated because for the first time, I felt so fucking lost. I felt like I'd been sprinting full speed ahead for years and then suddenly hit a wall. As the days go on, I'm starting to realize that for the last five years, I have not taken the time to just breathe and enjoy this phase of life. I feel like something shifted and that this was meant to happen. I don't know if it was turning 25 and the logical part of my brain finally took over or if I'm realizing just how burnt out I really was with so much on my plate and absolutely no help. Or maybe it was watching my newborn turn into a toddler and what genuinely felt like the blink of an eye. Life is so short and I'm crying over this. Oh, life is so short. And I'm crying over this. Like uh, nursing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, I'm waiting to see if my credits are accepted at the community college here. If so, I will be placed on a two year wait list for their nursing program. I want to spend the next two years living life as it is. Enjoy the daily small things that clearly get taken for granted and give myself a break. Is it wrong of me to want this break? I ask because my husband seems annoyed by it. Not because my dream was put on hold, but because my increase in salary has been pushed off for another few years. Things are tight right now like they are for everyone. We have our essentials plus some non-essentials, bills are paid, and even a little extra save. I'm so grateful for that, but it's never enough for him. He just wants to be able to spend freely without having to think about it. The last two years of our marriage have been really difficult. He has done a lot of things that made me feel like he doesn't have my back the way that I have had his. He belittles my contributions to the household all on, while not helping with a single task and frequently makes comments about how my problems, feelings, and stressors are non-existent or just not important. I don't come to him for anything. Jesus. Yeah. I don't come to him for anything anymore because I want to avoid getting my feelings hurt. Any affection I come to him for is met with an eye rolling and sighs because he has something better to do. Any intimacy outside of sex is gone. I can tell you the last time we held hands. I can't tell you the last time we held hands or had a passionate kiss. He is buried in his phone and it's just when it's just me and him. I have tried so many times to talk about things and it goes nowhere. What makes it so much harder is that every once in a while he comes back to reality and expresses his appreciation for me and I'll get a text apology while I'm at work and it will be better for a few days, but it's becoming less and less meaningful to me because I know it's temporary. I've never taken my problems out on my family. There's a sizable age gap of 17 years between me and my husband as well. Oh. Wowza. So when he initially showed interest in me, it made me feel special. Thinking back, part of me wonders if it was intentional, but I don't explore that thought too often because I would rather not know. I'm so tired, tired of feeling unappreciated, tired of feeling burnt out, tired of walking on eggshells in my own home, tired of feeling like my needs are excessive, tired of feeling unwanted, tired of feeling like I'm crazy. I can't shake the feeling that the time I have right now is so much more important than this childish anger my husband feels toward the world. I see the love you and Steve have for each other and I cry. I want to be loved back so bad. I want to be heard. I want to be seen. Oh my God, this is making me cry. <laughs> like, I'm PMSing right now. Like, stop fucking with my emotions. <laughs> Uh, we have two kids. I love my stepson like my own. We I've been by his side since he was three and he's about to turn nine. Aw. Cute. He clings to me for the motherly love he doesn't get at home. I've seen how ugly it gets between my husband and my stepson's mother. I don't see that as a better option for me right now. I don't want a divorce. That would make everything so much more complicated for me and my son. 
I want my fucking partner back. I want to punch him in the face and tell him to grow up. But I don't have any faith in that happening. I'm truly fine with pushing forward and focusing on me and the kids. If he wants to be left alone, so be it. I have hobbies that have been on the back burner for years. Kids that want their mom to play with them. I want to focus on the beautiful parts of life that are right in front of me while I can. Thank you so much for listening to me. It means more than you will ever know. Love your mess of a subscriber who would like to remain anonymous. I'm so glad I made you anonymous. Yeah, we love you. Wow. Man. That's that's really hard. Let me just... uh digest all that but i think 1000 percent. if you had any doubt erase it because i think that you have absolutely the right priorities in mind mm-hmm. i think you're 100 percent right about these being just just this being the time and you were granted just this gap of time to just appreciate being a mom and all the things that it's like you've been tilling the farm for years and years and years. Like you said, it was like a sprint and you're hitting goal after goal after goal after goal. And you just didn't even, you weren't even aware that breaks existed or like really how critical they are. I'm the same way. I like did not know until the pandemic fucking rammed me into a wall and made me stop. And then I, you know, got to work on all my hobbies that, had been on the back burner. I don't have kids, so that's another, you know, I had a little bit more free time. Um, But, you know, things that I usually had pushed to the side because work was more important or I had to be at social obligations or all this stuff. And then now I was like, oh my God, I can actually like do some of this stuff. And oh my gosh, it feels kind of good. And then I had this whole like, I had to talk to my therapist about it because I'm like, I feel guilty that I'm not working Mm -hmm. like as hard as I used to like I'm not hustling every fucking day and like that's become so much a part of my identity that I'm almost like scared of relaxing (laughs) yes you are and it was like a two-year freaking kind of battle to like learn how to relax and like take each day in yeah I, I feel like um in her case number one she needs couples therapy bad yeah for like sure. this cat does not, if he doesn't understand your contributions to the household and doesn't respect them, because that's really, the first thing that he needs to give you is respect. Because mm-hmm. that's not there, right? Yeah. So that, that's that's where you start, like, because obviously, like, if, if there's some kind of lack of love coming from him to you, it needs to start with respect because you need to have a healthy kind of love from him, right? Mm-hmm. So So that's what I want you to do if you can is try to get some kind of therapy with your man involved. I was actually going to suggest that next too. I wanted to start with like her not being crazy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, that's awesome because I, I think you're totally right about couples therapy. But I, I, there's not enough information for me to really give an opinion on what might be going on because I had several thoughts come up. Like one with the age gap thing, the 17 Dude. year age gap. I think that that's wild because like how do you how do you I mean and I don't know your relationship but I'm exactly. just speculating on it like how do you relate on certain things like even just t- like like stuff you grew up with like st- like yeah and I'm just common ground. I'm, I'm almost worried and I'm not saying this is the case but there have been a lot of cases like this with the big age gap like that that you know you were 20 when he was 37 and that's when you got married which means like you guys were dating before you could even have a drink sometimes this can be like some sort of psychological issue that they haven't dealt with that they need a, like a young girl either because they are like really attracted to like youth and fertility like the like young like the younger the better that's one type of guy another type of guy is like well you're easier to groom 
when you're younger than 25 because if they're so much older, you just kind of like can make it to the wife I want and all that kind of yeah, shit. And like yeah, like and you look up to them. Yeah, like they they're kind of like put on a pedestal. Status, yeah, and kind of like how as you matured and aged and got like wiser, like you're now having your own thoughts and like yeah, you're more independent. You're, yeah, you're more independent. And you're breaking and, out independently. And maybe he doesn't like that. I'm not saying that's him. I'm just saying that's another type of mm-hmm. situation that happens with these big age gaps. And maybe his mind can wander towards like finding a new partner or something like that. Another thing is that uh, that goes along kind of with that same line of thought is um, you just, you change a lot from 20 to 26. Like I said, there's, there's, you're not the same person. And that's why I almost said this in the last question too, that a lot of times when people get married super young, like 18 to 20, it, it doesn't work out or they just are miserable. Like as they, approach 30 because they become different people yeah and even if you guys loved each other and like we're on the same page when you were 20 to 25 after you might realize you have completely different interests yeah completely different philosophies on life completely different core values and it's not anyone's fault like and that's what sucks about it mm-hmm. and it's There's the no hardest because yeah. you of course you don't want to divorce like you want you just want your partner but maybe you guys are in two different places. I don't know. That could she be. She sounds like she's just stuck and looking for light in anywhere she can find it. Yeah. So she sees it in her kids and she sees it, yeah. like, you know, in her environment. Which is, I feel like giving her strength. Yeah. To like, cause she says, if he wants to be alone, so be it. I'm yep. perfectly content with my kids. I don't know if that means like you're okay with leaving him or just like, I'm okay with giving him space for a while. Um, but either way, I definitely see a couple's therapist first. Yes, please. See if you can work it out. You don't want a divorce. You don't want to abandon your your stepson. Um, and you don't want to live in misery either. Yeah. Like the idea that you have to live in misery with this guy to commiserate. And sometimes a third party telling him like to wake up is going to be more effective yes. than you having that conversation. He's used to listening to you and, and moving on, right? <laughs> and then the third issue that came up, I think is a little bit more common no matter if there's an age gap or not, which is a change in finances mm. where the now you're stress on things. Yeah, you're 25k in debt, which means that he's 25k in debt mm-hmm. because you guys are married. So now he's seeing his finances as 25k in debt, and you not having a income contribution that's gonna chip away at that for at least another two to five years, however long it takes you to get into the nursing school and then finish the nursing school and then get a job. And so he's looking at it like oh, you're just going to fuck off during this time instead of like getting another job during these two years. And for you, you're like, let me enjoy these moments that I'm never going to get back with these ages of my kids. Mm-hmm. And I can understand both both perspectives. I think I, I agree with you more. Like I would lean more towards that philosophy. But it's not an uncommon fight in couples. It's It's not. And also it's not uncommon for things around the house, um, house housewife traditional housewife quote-unquote stuff that can also be a house husband but like you know the household stuff and the the child um rearing stuff to be discounted as not yeah, real work it's not work yeah it's yeah bull, it's all bullshit and it sucks because it is it's it's a 24-hour job yep. it's not even like you can't you don't clock out and like now you're not a mom now like you're not doing house stuff now no and you're like stuck doing this job for like 24 hours and for you at least you genuinely enjoy it which is awesome but to not be given credit at all for it is another common relationship issue. And so I definitely think you guys should see a couple's therapist, a marriage counselor, 
um, someone that can just shed some light maybe on your husband and help you guys reach a mutual understanding on things. And if it then doesn't go anywhere, then yeah, I'm glad that you have the strength to be like, you know what? I fucking love this time with my kids. And you know, just for you, I want you to demand respect from your partner because that's very important. How does one demand respect? Well, she needs to to let him know that when he's saying all this stuff, Mm -hmm. it's not... Show, he's not showing her any respect for all the things that she does for his life. Mm-hmm. She's doing the opposite. Yeah, the eye rolls and sizes. That's all bullshit. I don't like you that. Have, you have no respect for me. Yeah. Right. And that, so that's why I really do believe that it has to start there. Because if you don't respect your partner, you're in trouble. Yeah. So the fact that he, he needs he needs to be hit with it in the head with a wet fish, right? A big wet fish. Mm-hmm. And realize, oh my God, you know, of course I respect her and all these reasons why. And now I need to act like it. Yeah. So. You know, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying he's not treating you like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, there was a period of time, I think we talked about it before, when like, you know, when Steve got, like, it wasn't working at the job that mm-hmm. he was anymore. And um, he, you were owed a bunch of money for a script that you wrote and took was taking like a year Good to get Lord, paid because yeah. they just screw writers over. over that like, was that. like That's the very lowest common. point for me. Fucking sucks. Yeah. And um, during that time is when he really started researching crypto, like crazy. Like, and he was just like he is now, like on the computer, like almost all day, like researching crypto, which is fine. But meanwhile, I was like hustling from job to job to job to auditions and all all kinds of stuff, trying to maintain a workout schedule. And then, and then the house was always messy and I was like the only one cleaning it. And I was just, I felt like I was doing everything and contributing everything. And I was just, I was starting to resent resent him. And you told me Yeah. And so the best thing that I did was tell him right away because I've said this from the beginning of our relationship if I ever start to resent you for something I'm just going to tell you right away because it's not fair to not give the person an opportunity to to fix it. Um, If they brush you off and go fuck you like then I'm definitely going to resent you but at least then if you bring it up and you guys get to talk through it you see if they have your back and which they should as your partner and he did um, even though it wasn't like he was going to go out and get a job, which I was fine with. I just wanted some help around the house. And mm-hmm. so then he started helping out way more around the house. And I, it restored like everything for me. Like yeah. I just felt like just I felt like you had my back 100 percent. Like you listened to what I was feeling stressed out about. And then you like fixed it immediately. And yeah, well, I think that when you're when you're like maybe in a little bit of a th- the throes of depression, you really do think that. Whatever you touch, you might as well not touch it because you'll probably make it worse. <laughs> because, you know, for you, like, yeah. life is punishing you for some reason. And when you're told for, like, like every nine days, like, hey, the check's coming next week or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you remember how that was. Yeah. It was just the most frustrating thing I've ever gone through. And so, you know, yeah, so I, I was just like, fuck everything. You know, like it was just really Yeah, bad. and I didn't know you were depressed. I know. And it was also around like a little bit after your grandpa had passed. Yes. Too. And so like I just didn't, I didn't know because you'd never talked to me about depression before. Yes. Even when I talked to you about my depression. And um, and so, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even put that together until years later because I don't even think you knew that you were depressed I did not. until years later. I did not. Yeah. And there's also uh, <clears throat> an added stress to like in a gender bias that the man feels like he needs to provide and when oh, yeah. money's getting mm. delayed, it's like almost emasculating. Well, not to mention um, at the time, that's when I was buying Ethereum at $8. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. So I wanted to go even harder on it. Right. And so that was like the most frustrating thing when, even when obviously like it, 
it was paying it started to pay off in a big way that the big bet that i made on it yeah i still knew what i could have done and mm-hmm. that was always very frustrating it took me a while just to realize dude there's always another move You're yeah but you know that was when i was I, you know i had gotten into crypto 2013 but i really started to research in 2016 late 2016 and that was when i was getting into ethereum and yeah man that was the, the also when i was dealing with depression but yeah I didn't know it at the time, but I was doing so much work for myself later, but like I had to go through that growing pain. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So that's why I think you're absolutely right. Like, I think the universe like dropped this bomb on you, but it's like a blessing in disguise sort of yes. thing. Like it was for you. Mm-hmm. Also, that strengthened our relationship so much because Big time. I loaned you money out of my savings to buy Ethereum. Yeah. And I was like, it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> and we weren't married yet. Yep. So it like we weren't getting married for like a year. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I had this savings pile that I was saving for a house mm-hmm. and I loaned Steve like $10,000. Yep. And that 1000% strengthened our relationship. Cause you're like, like you knew that I had your back. Yeah. I knew that you had my back cause you stepped it up around like yep. house two that like, I just, I felt like I had, no zero doubts about getting married ever like it just solidified shit for us yeah and it really made me feel like we were a team yeah team yeah because i i never you know me i don't ask for help ever yeah and so like the fact that i needed um help yeah and i wasn't asking for it is just so fucking me right but then yeah (laughs) but then when like you were the first person i ever really went to for help and you gave it to me Mm -hmm. and that had never happened to me before like it it wasn't even like a okay but then you owe me it was like a, oh yeah no it was, it was like if you really believe in yourself and this yeah. is you think you're gonna miss your opportunity i like just take this money I and mean, yeah. we're not gonna get a house for a while i'm still saving for it so it's pretty badass though because yeah. i remember it was eight dollars and i remember telling you i was like nikki i was like as sure as i'm sitting here this thing's going to a thousand dollars so as sure as i'm <laughs> fucking sitting here and i wouldn't shut up about it yeah. i was like this thing's going to a fucking thousand dollars as sure as i'm sitting here because of what it did and I knew that it had a huge edge on the market. And then, you know, here we are. We've done it again. We've done it with Luna. It's just great. It's just it's just great. It's just great to be on this side of it because I remember how bad it was yeah. on that side of it. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's <clears throat> trying window of time. But Yes, but these are these are this is the time where if you really do put the work in in all this darkness, you're gonna look back on this and be like, Thank God I went through that. Yeah, and you'll Thank know Thank God I went through and that. And you'll know. At yeah. least you'll know if you're meant to be with this person. Yes. If this person steps up and has your back and you have their back, then that's all that's what you need to know. But if they don't, then you also need to know that too. You and that's know if sucks. you have a team or not, yeah. And and it's not obviously it's not too late to rebuild at all. Uh, I know you don't want to, but mm-hmm. better to know, I guess, and then to, you know, do all know that you did all you can could to fix it. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. But it sucks. I'm so sorry that you're going through that right now. Um 26 is when life starts over there you go <laughs> there you go so much easier said you are only 25 though you got your yeah. whole life ahead of you you I have mean, so good much Lord. and you got so much light around you yeah i, I, I love i can just about... tell from like the way you wrote that you just you have a good yeah. grasp good person yeah all right well thanks for thanks for writing and thanks for listening okay i think we have time for one more okay this one is titled question about poker Non-relationship no question, no I swear way. to God. All right. 
Hi, Nikki. I've been listening to your podcast with Steve for a long time. You guys are amazing. You've inspired me to learn poker. Like you, I'm a person that loves picking up skills and learning new things and becomes fixated on new activities that I learn. I wanted to know how you would recommend a 25-year-old young woman from California to get started. Let me know. I love you guys. Who's 25-year-olds? Is it okay if I just leave right now? <laughs> Why you take this no. one? This could be a 15-minute answer. When people write crypto answer uh, questions, I ahead. sit through it. All right, you do a three-hour poker show, but I yawn the whole time. You do a three-hour poker show. Let's go. <laughs> it's Every not. Week. It's not even that intense, honestly. Like, um, okay, it's new activities. I'm sure you've already done a lot of research if you like to like do new activities, but. Um, how would I recommend a 25-year-old young woman from California to get started? Okay, I don't know what part of California you're from, so it would help. Um, but there are casinos everywhere in California oh, yeah. that have card rooms or card rooms that you can find. Um, a lot of places that are, they're not considered really casinos because they don't have slot machines and stuff, but they are card rooms, which is a skill-based game, so it's like legal. Um, so find a few of those, but don't go in them yet. If you're just getting started, just know where they are. Um, and then this is what I did was a like I read a bunch of books, GTO books, put like What's GTO, put a game theory optimization and um, put together a base strategy that you can always go to. That's considered to be statistically profitable in the long run of things. If you continually stick to that same baseline strategy. And I practiced nonstop using a simulator called Poker Snowy. It was, there's also one called PO Solver, which most people use. Is but it an app or is this a website? It's a, I guess you can call it, I guess it's an app. Okay. Yeah, it's an app, but it's on the desktop and it's on the mobile. And it's not really, uh, the interface is not very modern. Okay. Like it's pretty outdated, but the the basis is this the one you of use it. all the time. It's the one I use every morning. Oh yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah, it, and yeah, it looks like shit. It's but very it, outdated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will work much better on PC than a Mac. I have a Mac. It it doesn't. I can't even utilize half the tools that it provides. But um, I got really good at uh, starting hand selection by position. So if you read these books, you'll know what I'm saying. Um, but like, there's different positions at the table, and you'll want to start with a tighter selection of hands depending on what position you are at the table. And sometimes in the beginning, I found it very hard to pick the right hands because how do you fold ace four offsuit? How do you how do you fold that? I wouldn't. I do all the if, time. If there's an ace, I wouldn't fold it. Unless I'm in the button, which is the dealer seat, or in the blinds, I'm freaking folding ace four offsuit. And I a lot of times we'll still fold it there. Because yeah, it guess what happens? loses you more money than guess it gives you. Guess what happens on the flop? You get ace four on the flop. That's very rare. And then guess what happens? You win the whole fucking thing. I think the, the percentage of times you hit two pair on the flop is like 4%. Happens to me a fuckload. A fuckload of times. No. Yeah, all the times you play poker. So anyway, I do 200 hands, simulated hands a morning, which normally would take you like 12 hours to do. But she only does it in eight. In, in, <laughs> no, <laughs> you do, you I do, do it, it in morning. like, yeah, I do it like 20 minutes because if you're folding the hand, like you don't have to see the whole hand. It yeah. won't, you don't even see the flop. Yeah. Like it just, it's just to help you get, know which fold, which folds to make immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, so you don't even think about it anymore. And you're folding like queen jack, you're folding king jack, you're folding ace jack a lot. Um, but, and those are hard hands to fold, but it's true the times that I've been like, no, nah, I'm gonna play these. You're gonna lose a lot of money. And so the simulation just like gets it in your head. I would I did this where I uh, read books, ran that simulation, and played online with Play Money for four months before I ever went to a card room. 
And then I felt I was like finally ready and I still wasn't ready because you're never ready. But like I felt at least confident enough that I could sit at the table and know how the game flow was going. What was hard was counting the chips. I was so not used to like like physical chips because I was just practicing online. We're so similar, by the way, because I was researching Ethereum for like three months before I bought any. Yeah. Same shit. It was because you like want to know what you're doing for it. I got to know everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you're never going to be, you're never going to be good when you start, but at least you can feel like you can trick yourself into being competent at it (laughs) before you start with real money. And so, yeah, I just started small, a $200 buy-in at the Commerce Casino in California. That's the max buy-in you can do at 2.5, which is like crazy now that I live in Vegas because um, that's actually a really, really short stack. So the strategy is a lot different, Mm -hmm. but at least like you're not losing a lot of money in the beginning. Um, So you can kind of feel out how the gameplay works and you just stick, just be really, really tight to that game theory and don't really go outside of that until you can, until you have a firm grasp on how the gameplay works. Then you can start reading people better, adjusting, and you'll know, like it'll just grow. You'll feel the frequency of how often things hit, how often they don't, C-bet strategies, double barreling strategies. You'll learn about each thing one at a time. And and what's important, I think, as you're going along is only focusing on one thing at a time. So when I go in, I'm only focusing on, let's say, C-bet strategy. And I'll just focus on that. And it adds to, it adds to my repertoire. repertoire. How'd you know I was going to say that? I know you're pretty good. And then um, the next time maybe I'll I'll go with, okay, I'm going to work on tagging people. So I'll tag people loose, aggressive, tight. Like who are the sharks? Who are the people that seem kind of new? I'll like try to only play pots with the people that seem kind of new. I'll try mm-hmm. to avoid the shark. You know, I'm just going to work on tagging people. Yeah, and how do you minimize risk for you? Yeah. yeah. And then as you like each time go in and work on each thing at a time, you'll start to like just build and become more second nature. And then you get to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think that's how I would do any skill, but poker is a very complex game. And so it's it just takes a lot more time, but yeah, you just look, learn each technique as it comes. Like even like with watercolor, it's like, first I'm going to learn about, you know, wet technique, which is where you wet the paper first and then you put the paint down. Can't make as much money with watercolor technique. though, I find. You could. Okay, my bad. There's a lot of artists that make money True. in watercoloring. True. I follow them on Instagram. Well, there you have it. If you, uh, yeah, if you want to know more, you yeah, can, you can hit up our Discord too. Nikki talks about poker in there. We do, and we play a, a tournament like every month, and yeah. there's like a a new champion each time, and there's free cash prizes. So, so there's, that. there's um, that. But anyway, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. Uh, if I'm ever in California, maybe we play each other sometime. I like going to the bike more than I like going commerce. Nikki just said she wants to take your money live. <laughs> if you, if you're, because you're kind of new, uh, maybe we'll, you know, I'll we'll play. Never. I'll take your money live. It'll be fun. Be I real would fun, ex- never. Real fun fan experience. <laughs> uh, I would never do that to you. You're gonna give it to me. There you go. That's the only way I take money. There you go. Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully, we didn't miss any. One's questions. I know there, uh, we actually did miss a few people's questions, but hey, dude, tune in next so much time, time. That's right. Where we answer your questions from February. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking exactly. Um, we love you guys. Check out Patreon. Do buy what we told you to buy and all that stuff. And don't look at my butt. Don't rewind this. Don't look at my butt. Please don't look. It was a one time thing. You got to turn the cameras off, though. I know. So you please begin the process of turning off the cameras, please. Okay. Husband.
damage. <laughs> yeah.